Can you dig it? Can you dig it? Can you dig it? Got a bunch of fighters here that just we we've been underdogs the entire time. No one's ever wanted to, no one ever thought that we were gonna hey. win. So uh hey! Welcome ladies and gentlemen to the New Egypt Warrior Boys Soccer Podcast. All right, um, so guys that are here, thanks for coming out, uh, and if you're watching this later, just some information. Uh, we're going to be talking today with Nick Sample. Um, Nick graduated in 2015. Uh, he scored 36 goals and 18 assists his senior year. Uh, he finished his career with 71 goals, which at the time was second all-time, uh, and as a sectional championship winner, the only boys' sectional championship in school history other than, other than bowling. Sorry, Fed. Um, <laughs> he then went on to play for TCNJ, and now he's on the Jackson Lions. Um, so Nick, why don't you just tell us a little bit about you know more about your uh, TCNJ days and what's going on with the Jackson Lions? Yep, yeah. So uh, thanks for having me on. Uh, I've been able to come to a decent number of the games uh, this past year, so the team's been looking really good. Uh, excited to see what you guys are doing. Uh, so as far as uh, with TCNJ, um, I chose TCNJ mainly because of the uh, academic and athletic combination. Um, I knew I wanted to go to a school that was that had a strong business program, but I also want uh, for soccer wise. I knew I wanted to continue playing um, throughout college, and I wanted to go to some place where I uh, knew I could make an impact early on, um, not have to wait maybe a year or two in order to uh, be able to get some game time and have some kind of influence on the game. Mm. So uh, TCNJ pretty much ticked all the boxes there. Um, it's I had always gone to the school. Uh, back when uh, ODP was a pretty big deal, so I was familiar with uh, playing on the field. Um, I was I used to play against, actually, the head coach. Um, he was the PDA club coach um, when, uh, for my age group, so I played against him a decent amount. So uh, it was a pretty familiar feel, and um, yeah, it was uh, it was pretty much a good match from from all my uh, top priorities. Yeah, I remember you making that decision because I know there was, you know, a couple other schools in the mix. I remember Dan Donegan invited us out there for that one practice, and he was smacking balls. Now he's he's actually now coaching at Notre Dame, so he's he's going right. back to the high school game. So, but I remember you making that choice. And um, all right, buddy. <laughs> and so what's oh, yeah, go, what's going on with the Jackson, Jackson Lions? Here. Yeah, so Jackson, uh, I recently uh, ha I had continued playing with my uh, UFA club team. Um, in a summer league after graduation, I injured my shoulder though. So, uh, it's been a bit of a, a rehab process with, uh, repairing the torn labrum. So, uh, the Jackson Lions team was, I was planning on playing pretty quick after I was going to play in the fall after graduation, but uh, I had to delay that till the spring and now waiting till whenever we pick back up again. Mm. But, uh, I wanted to continue playing for multiple reasons. One is just uh, you know, it's always been something I've done. Uh, it's been a lot of fun, and it's honestly a great way to stay in shape. Uh, if anyone tries telling you, like, what's the best way to prepare for uh, 
playing soccer in terms of fitness levels, the best way to, to do it is just to buy, by getting game time in. Uh, no, no way is better to uh, improve your stamina, especially for soccer-specific stamina, than uh, the type of running you'll do throughout a game. Yeah. So uh, I think that those were the main reasons. I know a couple of the guys on the team as well. Um, it's a bunch of like ex-college players, um, even some current college players uh, that have been playing on the team. And uh, so it's pretty competitive, and it's you know, 10, 15 minutes from where we are in New Egypt. Right. Yeah, funny story. I, I I hadn't seen the post from the Jackson Lions yet. My wife got a uh, a message from one of her like high school friends about, hey, there's this poll going. My my friend sent it to me. I think I think Nick Samples in it. And I was like, what are you <laughs> talking about? And they're doing a, a ranking the the Lions, the best Lions, or something like that. And I was like, yeah, that's that's him. And I started <laughs> following him on a on a Twitter and Instagram. So that was cool. So hopefully we get that started up soon. You can start you know getting some touches on the ball, but. I don't know. It's been some crazy times, but um, so let's talk a little about. Just go back to TCNJ there, um, and let's start. You know, with the stuff that probably is not everyone's what they want to hear, but is obviously the, the reason you went to TCNJ, the academic stuff. Um, so my question to you is, what skills did you bring from high school that you thought were like the most important and the most effective when you went to college, and then which ones did you kind of have to develop once you got there that you know maybe you, you weren't really prepared for academically. Yeah. Uh, yeah, academically, I felt uh, New Egypt actually did a, not actually, but did an extremely good job of uh, preparing the type of work ethic you need in order to uh, succeed at college. Um, you're not going to have teachers or when you're uh, college professors that are going to, uh, you know, hold your hand and walk you through what you need to do. Uh, probably 75% of the work that goes into the class is actually going to be on your own and outside of the classroom. Uh, so it's really just going to be down to time management, um, how, how diligent you are in your, in your work outside of the classroom, uh, and your study habits to help you prepare for whatever tests or presentations you're giving. Um, and I think New Egypt it, has done a, had done a great job. Uh, I remember specifically like Palumbo's class for, uh, AP English, the number of hours we probably had for homework in that class was, uh, at the time, it seemed extreme, but at least, uh, when you after you took that class, honestly, college wasn't too much different from from that. So you uh, you do get a lot of exposure to that in some of your classes you'll you'll take, and um, I think it's it's vastly important to uh, develop that work ethic early on because it will translate. Yeah, absolutely. That, that's something. But yeah, we keep talking about that with today's situation. Um, no. Uh, with today's situation with like, you know, our, our kids are getting kind of a college-like um, scenario where they are on their own. They're getting videos and stuff like that, and you're kind of doing things on their own. Um, all right, now back to soccer-specific stuff um, and to your, your playing days at, at New Egypt. You know, um, when, I, when you were here, I was, I was a volunteer assistant. When we won the sexual championship, then I was an assistant. So you played directly uh, for... Um, like you were talking about before, Coach Palumbo, and um, things were a little crazier, I'd say, than they are right now. <laughs> we had some crazy times, uh, especially with Budo and all those guys. Um, so, what was your, your your favorite memory from playing at New Egypt? Um, yeah, it was uh, in terms of games that stick out in my head. Um, prop, I, I, it's all it's always a toss up for me between 
the uh, actually the state semifinal game when we were down at Haddonfield mm-hmm. for that. That game was pretty insane. That, uh, that so picture's that in the uh, the finals for our picture what? competition. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Award one. Yeah, the, that whole uh, yeah the uh, one where we're score, Ward scored in overtime. We had the uh, the uh, team team dog pile over in the corner. Oh, that was wow. cool. We had all the uh, I think we had like three full school buses of uh, students be able to come down too. So that was pretty fun because it was just like a the whole community type feel, whole school feel uh, with everyone being there. So that was neat. Um, and then I think the game. So that was probably more of the experience that sticks out in my head uh, for a game. And then the actual game that I thought was my best experience was the uh, Cherry Hill West win when we uh, won our first uh, program win for the South Jersey Coaches Tournament. And that JP was, gets uh, the penalty. That, <laughs> yeah, that was uh, that was a pretty cool, uh, a pretty cool win. I think to yeah. be able to beat a team like that in, in that tournament. And then we should have won the uh, the next one too. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Timber Creek. They were, uh, I think, second or third in the state at the time when we played them, and uh, only lost one nothing. Yeah, we missed. Uh, we had a PK. Probably should have done better, but you know, it's uh, it was a it was a great game, good experience. Yeah, definitely cool to be there. Um, yeah, that, another couple stand out of that uh, the sectional final at Shore. That was a goal. I don't know how they called yeah. it offside. Uh, yeah, that was unbelievable, but. I still I drive by yeah. there sometimes and I'm like yeah. still get upset about it. But yeah, you yeah, got yeah. sectional final was awesome. But uh I don't yeah, for some reason that uh that one's probably that's definitely top three. Yeah. Yeah. Some good times. I mean I that I, I thought the picture with the fanstorm in the field was gonna be a bigger one. That one was like pretty wild. Mm-hmm. That was, that was, yeah, that was cool. Plumbo started crying and ran away from me. I was wild. <laughs> so all right, um so moving on to our next question, what about playing at New Egypt High School prepared you for the jump to college? Kind of similar to the academic one. You know, what what things did the program provide to you that helped you out when you got there? And then what are some things you got, kind of had to pick up that were difficult to make the jump to college? Yeah, so I think uh, I remember playing at New Egypt uh, junior and senior year. Uh, we, we definitely, one, had the level of players on our team and also in the area that Tons of college-level players that you'd see, you know, in almost every game we'd play in. Um, it was very competitive uh, area to be playing in, so it helps that our BCSL division was solid. Mm-hmm. Um, so you're always playing against good competition that gets you prepped for the college game. Um, and I think junior and senior year, we probably had uh, we had college coaches coming to a ton of games, so we, we were able to bring out a lot of those type of uh, coaches and set a platform for, you know, trying to play at a higher level since, you know, there's uh, people watching. Yeah, and, Scott Baker know, was sending his uh, his dad out there, remember? Who? Scott Baker from Rowan was sending his dad right. to watch our games. Uh-huh, yeah, yeah. So, yeah, exactly. Tons of uh, – so there was always – there's always solid players coming through the New Egypt program, coming through uh, other teams we play against. So, you know, it's the competition that drives the – the competitiveness of players. So uh, I think that's why, at least for uh, in terms of who we're playing against, helps helps you prepare for the college game because you're playing against some you know some of the defenders I play against in high school. I might I might have been playing against in uh, in my college games later down the road. 
And you played uh, in seven or seven or eight like do or die games. So you know that that yeah. season with the uh, the coaches' cup was, you know, a, a hot lot of high pressure situations for you. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, and that that was a uh, yeah that was a real cool experience. And that's where you get that kind of uh, different feel, like a you know postseason type field in the middle of the season. So hmm. helps elevate the game. Um, but then also, I think the uh, practices we had. We, I remember we we goofed around a decent amount. And some some of the things were uh, were pretty fun. Like some of the practices we did, like I think it was the one before our uh, state semifinal game. We're playing like a helicopter game or something with the the one ball. I think oh, so twirling it around and. <laughs> oh my god! And he knocked. He almost knocked Palumbo out. And the, uh, who won the superstar challenge? Before, yeah, I'm pretty sure that was before the state semifinal game. So, but it's funny because. But it's all the work that went into that point uh, prior to that, like hard work that we all did in uh, preseason, throughout the season. And the thing was, we did all that, and then we knew what needed to be done by the time the games came around. Um, so I think we, the program has always had a history of being very cohesive. Uh, we've been, I think, very solid playing together. Uh, in the offseason, you guys do your... Uh, winter league games, doing stuff like that. We did 3v3 tournaments prior to uh, starting preseason when I was in high school. I don't know if they still have those. And uh, they stopped doing that at Board of Town, yeah. Yeah, they stopped. That was always a good one, though, yeah. It's great that to uh, get the team playing together and get that understanding going. So that way, uh, you know, when the games that are super important come up, it's not as much of learning about what we need to do differently, but just, you know, honing on, on honing in on our strengths. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, it, we we really that winter tournament has been really great for us and getting guys like, especially the young guys coming up. I mean, I know your brother played and Marath played and stuff like that. And those guys kind of you know obviously were able to integrate pretty quick because they'd already met some of the high school guys. So it's been it's been really a nice asset for us the last couple of years. And that three v three was always always a wild time. Yeah, <laughs> on that turf it was always one hundred and ten degrees. The only time it was like actually nice in boarding town. So <laughs> so. Had a fantastic career uh, in New Egypt. Walked out of there with a sectional championship title uh, and, and boatload of goals. You're going to go to college. Uh, what did a normal day at TCNJ for you look like academically and with your practices? So, yeah. So, I guess uh, time frame-wise, what you'll find is a lot of schools will probably have their practices. You'll have like a two-hour block either in the morning or in the afternoon, uh, unfortunately for mine, we ours was from 11 to 1, which is probably the worst time you could possibly have. Yeah, it's a tough one. But uh, you'll have like a time block uh, for when you have team practices, five days a week. Uh, well, four days a week, we'd have, uh, for the NJAC at least, we'd have Wednesday night games, uh, which were also blocks uh, to your school schedule. Uh, so... With my 11 o'clock to 1 o'clock practice times, I'd usually have either one or two classes in the morning, uh, depending if I felt like taking the 8 a.m. That was a tough one. (laughs) Yeah, it would be pretty ambitious. I think I've taken like one one or two in my uh, eight semesters there, so not a huge fan of them. But um, I would have class in the morning, uh, practice 11 to 1, I'd eat lunch quickly. I'd have like an afternoon class. Uh, sometimes I'd take the occasional one uh, night, one night a week class where it's three hours long. Um, but in between there, I would also make sure I get to the gym to do. Uh, I it was pretty much on your own to do your own lifts in season. 
Uh, in preseason, we'd have mandatory lift schedules. Uh, we do actually have designated gym time uh, once or twice a week as a team, um, but those were mainly for regeneration and not necessarily like actually you know hard more hard lifting. So you would it would be down to yourself to uh, make sure you get into the gym. And usually, I did that in the afternoon with a bunch of teammates. Um, and I did a lot of plyometrics at that time, too, to make sure uh, I was staying flexible and uh, keeping the legs strong through uh, through the plyos. Well, let's talk about that. Let's keep on with the um, – in terms of lifting and things like that. You're a player that, you know, really transformed your body in the four years you were in high school. And, and you know, you went from being, um, you know, a, very, a technically gifted player to the – you know, you kind of bulked up later on in the junior and senior year and really saw the effects. And, and you know, we talked um, all the time about – how you went from, you know, with Travis Ward, your junior year being mainly an assist guy, a playmaker, to, hey, we need you to score all the goals. And you were able to make that transition and play up top against center backs and things like that. So kind of talk a little bit how how that went for you and how important that was to your game. Yeah, I think, uh, yeah, definitely. my For the first three years of the college season, play, or high school season, playing center mid was definitely more technical um, I didn't necessarily have to come up against a guy that was going to, uh, you know, was looking to just hit you over or something yeah. like that. Um, so I could get away with being more technical and trying to find the pass. Um, obviously, end product still needs to be part of the game. But yeah, it was, uh, it was important to bulk up towards junior and senior year of my uh, high school seasons. Um, personally, I wish I had started lifting more uh, stringently earlier on um i think that would have done a world of good and i think uh i think as a freshman you can start now um and it's just about commitment to it i didn't stay committed to uh building that strength as a freshman and sophomore um it took me till my junior year to actually get onto a plan and stick to it and do the right things like recovery with protein um make sure you're stretching after before and after you're lifting um, because it will pay dividends when you're playing against guys who you will come against guys that are probably more uh, physically stronger or maybe even faster. But uh, if you can have that element to your game as well as the technical side, it'll uh, make you a much better player. And which also leads into college. Uh, it's definitely very important to make sure you go in with uh, some strength because at the very end of the day, there's going to be players that are maybe four years older than you. You're playing against guys who are hit, getting close to hitting the peak of their, uh, I mean, I think it's in your mid-20s is when you're supposed to be at your absolute peak physique. So, you know, you're playing against, that. those are the guys that are still playing at a high level are uh, going to be at their best, and you have to make sure you're uh, at least able to hold your own in, in that respect. Yeah, you're not going to find a lot of center backs in college that are like, under six foot and if that then they're yeah. they're yeah under six yeah they're, they're gonna go in hard yeah, yeah. So. especially in the end jack yeah absolutely some of those yeah they, they recruit some of those uh, down south kids and do some battles so, yeah um so moving from the physical aspect to you know we, we pride ourselves on having a pretty you know you know we send fed across the entire state looking at games we have a pretty good uh, scouting system and we, we do a lot of scouting reports and, and a lot of film um what to what extent like did you guys prepare tactically for your opponents and what did that like look like you know how would you get scouting reports film 
how much of it was them, how much of it was we're going to do our own thing, how much is it we're going to adjust to them kind of deal at TCNJ. Yeah. Um, so, really, yeah, it definitely varies on the competition. Uh, we did a ton of ton of uh, team film time, but it was also expected that you would watch the film prior to us getting together. Um, and the idea was we would have games on uh, Wednesday nights every throughout the whole season, Wednesday and Saturday games. So Thursdays were always, um, we didn't practice, we did pool regeneration sessions, and then after that we'd spend like 30 to 45 minutes in the pool, and then we'd head over to the classroom, and that's where we would watch the film of the next the team that we're playing next. We'd watch a bit of the game that we had just played, um, and the idea was you were supposed to have watched the, uh, you'd have at least four days to watch um, 45 minutes or so of the, your next competition. And the main things we'd look at are, uh, as a team, what was their formation? Did they change it at all throughout the, the game? Uh, for what kind of reasons? Uh, for instance, they would go down a goal or they really need to push men forward. Which guys are the ones that start to move forward? Which, uh, how do they really change their shape? Uh, and then you'd also, pers- on a personal level, you'd watch, uh, if I'm a left wing, I'm watching how the right back plays, what the left wing on the other team did, uh, where he found success, where he found trouble. Uh, as a right back, maybe how often does the right back see a guy that likes to run forward a ton? Does he more or less hang back in the back four? Um, stuff like that. You would analyze the other team as a whole and also positionally who you think you're going to be uh, matching up against. And then sometimes we'd alter our uh, – own tactics to match with that Uh, but it really depended on who the competition was so if we're playing against uh, for instance Montclair was always either first or second in the NJAC every single year we would probably change our tactics a bit more to either neutralize some of their more dangerous players or set ourselves up in a way that made us a bit more competitive against them Uh, since they were always they would pretty much dominate possession for the most part so uh, that's one team where we would change things a bit, but against a team like New Jersey City, we would uh, we would just play our game as usual and look to exploit any weaknesses we saw in their team. Okay, cool. Um, now moving away from t- back to the technical aspect, away from the te- uh, tactical stuff. Um, you know, in high school, there there is some moments. Some guys kind of get in that habit of being a one footed player, and and you know you can kind of hide it sometimes. Um, you know, there is teams that will you know specifically look for. Um, you know, hey, he's only on his right, he's only on his left, et cetera, et cetera. But for the most part, you're playing four games a week. Um, you know, you can kind of get away with it. How much does that change at the, the college level? How, how important um, is it to become a two-footed player? Uh, yeah, that that's definitely uh, very important. Um, you'll come across certain coaches that will get very uh, pissed off if you were to not use a left foot. Like, if it's on your left foot, if you're a right-footed player and you don't use it for whatever reason, uh, you'll have coaches that will not hold back on you for that. Um, fortunately, uh, I think I've always been pretty solid with being a two-footed player. And in college, it makes a huge difference. I think I've even had more goals in my college career with my left than my right, um, which, you know, when you're playing against players, they see you're dribbling with your right as your dominant foot, but if you're able to move to your left when you're inside the 18 and get a quick shot off, uh, that's how you'll be able to score more goals than you would if you're trying to stick to your right foot. 
but uh, it's definitely important. And also, as you get to college, um, it might be pretty tough to say you have a sophomore that's in the position you're normally recruited for or playing in. Uh, you might find it hard to break in at that specific position. But one thing that could uh, be a standout for you is if you are a two-footed player, maybe you can go to the left side or maybe uh, – it becomes it exposes a weakness in the the player who's currently in front of you, uh, and you're given that chance um, because of a slip up they make with maybe not using their left foot in a situation where they use it if they would have uh, you know maybe not conceded a goal or something, and that's your opportunity to make sure you uh, have if you can use both feet you uh, make yourself more of an asset than someone who's only one foot dominant. Yeah, absolutely. I mean, I, I again from a coaching perspective, it's like. For us, it opens up so many doors and with the, you know, how popular inverted wingers and the now inverted wingbacks from uh, Pep has become. And, you know, you really there's a lot of things you can do differently if you have those players who can play with both feet. So that's interesting. Yeah, uh, I, again, I think it's something that it, it's uncomfortable to work on. It's something that people don't love working on because it's hard. And, um, you know, I think that's uh, something kind of overlooked when you get to college. Like you said, it becomes such an incredibly important part of the game. Yeah, and, and, and like you said, time. It, it brings out it, it gives you more dimensions to work with too. So that way, if you're only a right-footed player and you're playing on the right side, chances are you're the only type of wing you're going to be. is you're just going to stick to the touchline and go. Mm. You know, you're going to be more traditional wing where you stay on the on the flank. But uh, if you can use your left foot too, maybe a couple times you cut in and you're it makes it a little more uh, unpredictable for the defender. So, yeah. like you said, it gives you way more dimensions to to attack. Yeah, defenders hate having to think. So the more you make them think, the more they're uh, they're gonna be in trouble. Yeah. So. All right. So, um, you know, we talked a little bit uh, last week with Cody, uh, and, and especially with you know high school soccer, we, we've got three weeks, uh, three months uh, in the season, and then you got maybe a winter league here and there, and we do some summer stuff. But for the most part, you know, for those three months, you're, you're either with your club team or you're you're kind of doing things on your own. What did your off season look like at TCNJ? Um, and how much of it was planned for you? I know you got spring season, but what did the winter look like? How much was on you? How much was the coaches working with you? How did that look? Yeah, it's it's funny because actually, it, your high school team is probably doing more than what my college team would oh, really? be doing. Uh, our season, we start a bit. We start earlier, uh, later than you guys did in high school. We start in like mid August, mm-hmm. and then we pretty the regular season ends in like late October. So unless you're going to postseason, all pl- and then even if you make it to all the way through the NCAAs, you're pretty much done in uh, like late November. So that it's pretty comparable to the high school uh, season in terms of length. And then in the off season, we're actually only given 15 days of practice, which means we split that out in five weeks of three days a week for five weeks of three days a week for practices and then one day of competition and that's how it goes for all of d3 soccer so you're only given 15 practice sessions with your coach in the spring so that's not much at all and it was a bit of a a challenge or difficulty i'd say in adjusting because you go from playing your senior your junior senior year of high school game you know you might have three or four games in a weekend you uh practices two three days a week um to then largely nothing for a long time so it's that's why you'll see a lot of kids fall off from playing 
I had uh, 11 my sophomore year in my class playing. And I actually ended my senior year with just two seniors, uh, me and one other kid. So that just goes to show uh, my school probably has more people fall off than others. But you'll see it all. A lot of uh, schools, kids fall for injuries, uh, academics. They have other interests because you're in college now that they're pursuing. So uh, it's really down to how motivated you are to keep yourself in shape, keep yourself, uh, you know, getting touches on the ball. And it's uh, it's definitely a lot of work if you're going to keep up at that level. And that's why as new players come in every year, they're coming off of playing soccer year rounds as freshmen. It, it brings in new competitions. They're probably the, the reality is sometimes some of the uh, fr- a lot of the freshmen coming in are more fit than the guys that are in college because they're they're running more often leading up to it all. Yeah. So it, yeah. I, I tell the guys all the time, you know, everyone wants to go and play in college, do this thing, you know, it's kind of, I, I played my entire life and now it's natural progression is to go play in college. But it is, you know, if you're going to, you're, you're competing against guys and they're recruiting every year and it's not like, Hey, I'm a senior, so I'm going to play. It's, it's, it's a next level up in competition. So if you're not really, you don't love the game and you don't love playing and you don't want to make yeah. those sacrifices, you know, a lot of these guys don't make it because of that. So, you know, and obviously yeah. you being someone that, you know, is a, you know, fanatic, I would say, no doubt you were going to make it through, but there's definitely kids that just kind of is the next thing to do. So it's something you got to think about when you're going to play at that level. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, absolutely. All right. Uh, last question, then we'll, we'll open it up. Um, if anybody's got any questions, then we'll go to the film. But tell us a little bit about like your role at TCNJ. How you know how did that evolve? You know where you were playing, playing time, um, your role on the team, and how that kind of evolved from your freshman year moving on to your senior year. How that how that go? Yeah. So uh, I would say I on the court. On, I'm pretty happy with how my career there went. Um, Freshman year, I came in. Uh, was actually actually got to play a decent amount. Um, I start. I was mainly a, a outside midfielder, um, either on the left or right. Um, had a pretty solid freshman year, but then sophomore year, it sort of you'll hear a sophomore slump. Um, had an injury with my ankle, so I was out for three three months in the spring. So I actually didn't even get to play my spring season. Um, and I think I actually lifted too much since I couldn't um, mm. be playing. So one of my big recommendations, too, for any guys are uh, squats are great and all. Um, I, I didn't squat leading into my senior year. I did all plyometric type stuff, uh, weighted lunges, and uh, doing less of that type stuff to make me a bit more flexible. And I thought that was huge for me. Mm. So, uh, not saying don't do squats, but I think uh, you'll get you can build leg strength up other ways. But I think we're I think also I, I think we're also doing box therapy. squats back then, so it's a little different now. Yeah. <laughs> I, I always I'm go in there. I'm like, this is how we we're taught. It's, it's really painful. It doesn't work. <laughs> yeah. Um. So my role then was still pretty similar for sophomore, junior year. I took on more responsibility because we graduated um, some more players. So. Uh, that were pretty key contributors to the offense. So, uh, junior and senior year were uh, I was captain my senior year. So, um, and also being one of only two seniors on the team, and there was only three uh, juniors. We had the whole like we had twenty something kids on the team, and only uh, five or six were upperclassmen. 
So uh, we, it, it was uh, a lot of kind of, you know, helping out the younger guys get acclimated. Uh, it was uh, definitely a different experience being on that side of it, things than I than when I was a freshman or sophomore. But uh, senior year was my definitely my most productive season, and I think uh, when I look at it, doing things the right way, uh, going into um, preseason with being super fit is the main thing. Uh, no matter what position you play or how what your skill level is, uh, fitness is going to be universal uh, for how well you can play. Um, if you can only run so long and so far, you're not going to be able to uh, contribute in the way you want. Um, and then being able to improve your sprint speed if you're a type of player that I was, uh, that's pretty uh, huge. So if, you know, in any position, speed is also going to be important. And you definitely worked in that because I used to get yelled at. Like, your soccer players are on the field and they're not supposed to be. I'm like, not mine anymore. He's gone. So I remember you coming <laughs> back to some of the uh, some of the, the uh, afternoons after we were done and things like that, and I was getting yelled at. I'm like, my guys aren't on there. <laughs> Uh, I think that's it. Anybody has got anything? No? Cool. All right. Well, Nick, you know, thank you so much for um, for coming out here and talking to all these guys. You know, amazing, you know, wealth of knowledge. You know, it was always awesome watching you play. Uh, really enjoyed it. And to have you guys come back and give a little bit back to this program is really special. So I really appreciate it. Yeah, thanks for having me. It was fun. Uh, nice. Look forward to watching more games this fall. So. Uh, all the best, guys. Yeah, we'll come see you when we get the Jackson Lions up and going. All right? Yeah, sounds good. Cool. And we'll, we'll, we'll have you back and talk about some stuff again soon. Cool. All, all right. right. Sounds good. All right. See you, man. See you later. Bye. Bye.